TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. His Grace, Lord Maglington, has allowed us to have another fantastic episode of Ye Old Chair Shot Radio, aka Head Trauma. Not Thursdays anymore, ladies and gentlemen. We are on Fridays now. It kind of kills the whole gimmick of the midweek mainstay, but we don't give a fuck. Um, I am with my leash, Lord Maglington, Ye Old Kablam. Ye are welcome. <laughs> and uh, we have a new family member who's, I mean, he's he's original family member, but to you guys, he may be new. He may the be. Prodigal Son Returns. That's, that's a great nickname, yes. <laughs> More like hey. the Lord's Court Jester. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, what am I then? Am, am I the town crier? <laughs> Definitely. I'll take that. I'll take that. Okay. Um, those of you may remember a, a fun little show that didn't do too much called Badlands. And uh yeah, never heard of it. No, yeah, you know, it didn't do that much. It only did like 300 shows, no big deal. Flashing the pan. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> Nobody listened to it. They only got like thousands of listens a week. But young that show, uh Badlands, starred one Mags and a young Welsh striking gentleman named Paul Tolly. Everybody, Paul Tally is with us today. How are you doing, sir? Yay! <laughs> it's great. It's great to be back. It's uh, yeah. I, you, you guys invited me to join you, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't turn it down anymore. Um, yeah, fanta- oh, fanta- look, fantastic to be here. Tell, tell the truth, I have been harassing you for months. <laughs> I, just, I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't put up with the with, with the DMs anymore. <laughs> just okay Ray I'll do it <laughs> I will do it God damn. <laughs> um, I do want to say first and foremost uh, legitimately all three of us are super tight and Mags and Tali especially but all three of us I love this dude to death I've missed him dearly we have missed him dearly podcasting has missed him dearly but uh, it's good to have you back and more importantly if you don't mind uh because I think it's interesting with a lot of stuff we're going to talk about today and going forward as you'll be joining us fairly regularly. Um, the reasons why you left, I think, are important and relevant. So mm-hmm. if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think we, we, we covered it back when uh, Mags did the fantastic kind of farewell episode to, to Badlands. But that might be, as you said, that might be that might be news to uh, kind of newer listeners. Um the reason, reason, I, the reason I left uh, Badlands originally, I, I, I got, um, I'd say I'd got um, jaded with, I wouldn't say I was jaded with wrestling, but jaded with wrestling opinion, mm-hmm. and I needed to take a and I fandom, need, yeah, fandom, and just kind of the way the discourse is, and I just needed to take a bit of a step away from that for a bit, 
So over the since I left, I, I've still been on Twitter, but I've been nowhere near as active as as I used to be. I think I'm starting to build it up again now and and enjoying it a bit more. I've always been in the messages with you guys, mm-hmm. but um, kind of staying away from the timeline. So I, I I need to take that bit of bit of break to uh, to just kind of re maybe reassess my own wrestling fandom and how how I wanted to approach that how how I wanted to approach it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, we don't need to go, we don't need to go into great detail about it, but you know we did we, we we were unfortunate to to have a guest that perhaps shook me up a little bit at the time. Um, so he was outed in in the speaking out um, scandals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't I don't really know why that did shake me up so much. I, I think it was. Uh, you know, it, it, was a, it was a combination of, of of issues that were going on. I guess, like I said, with, with the jadedness as well, with the fact I didn't I didn't feel like I was given enough time to prepare for podcasts, so then I wasn't enjoying it because I was stressing myself out. Um, I didn't feel that was fair on on Magzi anymore. Um, so yeah, all of, all this big melting pot of of issues, man. I just needed to, I needed to take some time away, and it was it was, it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be an, an indefinite step away. Um, knowing myself, I thought perhaps it'd end up only being a three-week step away because <laughs> I'm a bit flaky. But, you know, it's been, I don't know, six months, seven months? Yeah, um, maybe even longer. Yeah, maybe longer than that. But I'm now at, back at a place where I'm really enjoying wrestling. I'm really enjoying, I'm really enjoying the discourse because I'm picking and choosing where I have it now and who I have it with. Yeah, which I think and was the, the the big revelation I needed. Yeah, and, and now I'm finally in the place where I want to do this again. But I, I'd only I only want to do that w- with you two. Uh, if 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 anyone else had came had come to me, I, it it was a definite no. And even when you first come to me, it was still a no. But <laughs> a lot of no's, a lot of no's. You, yeah. you two Loving are pretty knows, but yeah. pretty convincing. <laughs> and those yeah. pictures you've got, I can't, they just can't get out. <laughs> Hey, People yeah. listen to this, no. and and going back to the very start of Badlands, it was always um, a, an an us two project. Um, even when I, I approached Paul with the kind of like the the semblance of a of a small idea of what I wanted the show to be, that was all with the aim of Paul being involved. Uh, and we'd always hit it off from from pretty much from day one, even before we started recording together in in the the wrestling group threads and all over Twitter. So it was always going to be either both of us or none of us. Uh, and when Paul was uh, at a stage where he was fretting about recording and not enjoying it and, and really kind of panicking. Then couple that with the stuff that was going on with speaking out and not enjoying wrestling in general. It made no sense to, to kind of a strong arm him into something that he wasn't enjoying because that comes through. I feel that always comes through when you're recording. If you aren't passionate or you're not enjoying what you're talking about, people who are listening are going to know that and then they're going to tune out. So it, it wasn't fair on Paul. It wasn't fair on the listeners. So it made sense to, to uh, bring it to, 
to a, a hiatus, I suppose. But now, uh, now Paul's back. Now Paul's uh, uh, raring to go. Um, there's going to be some changes with Badlands. Uh, it's obviously not going to be the the typical uh, Mount Rushmore's with guests every week. It's going to be essentially us three and a, and a select few, uh, maybe special guests every now and again. Uh, but it's not always going to be about Mount Rushmore's. We're going to have different uh, topics. We're going to have what ifs and drafts and all kinds of stuff. So it's it's essentially Badlands in name only. That's the brand. Uh, but yeah, we're just. Uh, Three buddies throwing ideas around and just having fun talking about the the ridiculous world of fighting in your underpants. While while you're glassed up and sweaty, I do want. <laughs> I, mean, I do want to. Yeah, I weren't going to say anything, but I'm a bit uncomfortable with the fact you sat there glossed up and sweaty. Put a t-shirt on, man. That's what, that's what you like. Give the people what they want, right? <laughs> that's why Paul went in the first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was my episode that kicked him out. Okay. I, I do want to say this real quick before we get into some good stuff. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I may have never said this to you, Paul. Um, I envied you. I truly did. Because, man, this place is a cesspool sometimes. And I'm not just talking about in-ring. Um, I'm just talking about the wrestlers. Just the the people involved, the the people who work backstage, the fans, the everybody. It's sometimes it can be just a really shitty place to be. And I struggle with my mental health regularly. Mags is my sounding board more than he should be. And so when I saw you step away, I was very proud of you. I was happy for you, but I envied you because I wish I could have done that in some time in my in in my particular situations at times. And there are times I've had to step away for like legitimate reasons not that that's not a legitimate reason but i mean like something things are taken out of my hands family issues stuff like that uh but so i want to tell you uh on air thank you for doing that because it let people like me know that you got to take care of yourself before you take care of this and y'all were truly a major level podcast you know like and to you were like look you going to See, I'm not, see, I'm Badlands and Jace. Y'all are Badlands. So I can say this shit to y'all. Y'all were a major podcast. And so I am honored that you allow me to just bask in your glory and your presence. But I want y'all to understand that even when you have it all, if you're not right personally or emotionally, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. And now look at that. We're better than ever. And uh, yeah, and we're gonna bully Tolly because we brought him back. That's kind of what what the what the point is, right? Yeah, and 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 before we get to that, uh, I just want to say first of all, this wouldn't have really happened if it wasn't for you. Kind of like um, I wouldn't. I don't want to say talking is round because it's like almost like sounds like you strong armed us into it. But uh, putting that seed back in into our minds about uh, bringing this back uh, and the fact that you're involved that that for me. Uh, makes Badlands so much better. Uh, and it also takes the pressure off. I know that Paul felt a lot of pressure, uh, especially when it uh, comes to uh, recording with people we didn't know. Um, uh, and that that was one of the major worries. And it also takes pressure off anybody who needs a break. If you need a couple of weeks away, you need to recharge the batteries. Yeah. The fact that there's, there's three of us here, we can always, one of us can dip out and, and have a break and we can still have uh, a meaningful conversation between between the two of us. So uh, you adding that kind of uh, extra dynamic, I think it's going to work really well for the show. 
So let's put a bow on the old Badlands. Since we're moving to the new Badlands, you'll get it this week. You'll probably actually the new Badlands will drop before this chair shot radio. So yeah, sorry. Well, go back to the archives and listen to it. <laughs> Ignorant. <laughs> but let's put a bow on the old Mount Rushmore um era. And I need Paul to give me his Mount Rushmore of Welsh wrestlers. Go. Of Welsh wrestlers. Oh, oh you can't put Paul on the spot. He flaps. <laughs> that, that, Paul is, I, is notorious for well, flapping. The joke was there's only two, right? <laughs> or three. Well, number number one is Eddie Dennis. That's right. He is Welsh. I love I Eddie love Dennis. That guy. Yes. Yeah. Um, who, <laughs> who else is from Wales? Tegan? Flash. Yeah. Flash isn't from Wales. Is he from Wales? He is from Wales. Wales I'm, not massive, I'm not a massive fan, though. Yeah. Do you South not like Wales the whole mod gimmick? I, oh, actually, I like he's um, subculture now, isn't he? Yeah. I do like yeah. subculture. Yeah, so uh, there you go. We'll go uh, subculture and um, and uh, Eddie Dennis. Mason Ryan. He was that's, what, that's what I was looking for. If y'all yeah. don't know, Mason Ryan is a childhood friend of Tali's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you could technically call Ryan Giggs a wrestler because he wrestled uh, his brother's wife away from him. Oh, dear. <laughs> I, I know we, that's funny, but I don't know what that means. We can't, we can't get cancelled episode one. <laughs> Talking about Giggsy. <laughs> this is the place where cancelled people come to have podcasts. Come on, mm-hmm. Tyler. <laughs> Um, no, I'm just I was just bullshitting with you, man. I I was I was look, I'm I'm gonna find a way to do a Mason Ryan joke every you know how like in phase two of the MCU Feige has someone's arm get cut off every movie in homage to uh Star Wars. I'm gonna find some way to put a Mason Ryan joke every time we're we're together. Just I appreciate that. Yeah, I'd love to know what Mason Ryan's doing now. You know, doesn't yeah, work I mean, for Soldier Soleil? Does he? He's an archer. Yeah, for Cirque du Soleil. That's not a joke. Really? That's a shoot. That's uh, a shoot. I, yes. I was looking for I was looking for the joke or the pun. No, I couldn't find it. I can't make that up. I'm not that funny. That's a joke. <laughs> that's, that's real. It's true. Yeah, it, it's true. Um, he's now working as uh, Car the Chief Archer. Okay, good for him. Chief go. Archer as well. Yeah, hey. he's, yeah, been promoted. He started as assistant, worked his way up to chief. <laughs> Ray, Ray Cash sap with the with the scoops. I'm, mm-hmm. I got you. He, he's, all, he's also wrestled for Inoki Genome Federation as well. Really? Inoki? Oh, okay. <laughs> Wouldn't have found that. Okay. When was that? Um, twenty fifteen, I think. Wow. I'm always here for wrestlers when they leave the business finding good jobs. Shout out to my boy getting a good job. I, I ain't mad at that. Serve the soil. That's 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 massive. A massive job. Good on him. It's quite a bit. Of, if you think about it, you'd, you'd think more people would cross over from wrestling to the circus or the other way around. Yeah, because there's Reggie. a lot of clowns in wrestling. Well, yeah, Reggie. Reggie's from the circus, isn't he? He is, but Mags just tried to be really cheeky just there and said there's a lot of clowns in wrestling. We, I caught no, Reggie's a <laughs> legit. Uh, I mean, I just there's a lot of absolute clowns in wrestling and in wrestling um, journalism. So well, they look, could cross over. My boy trying to give some journalism, and we was on to the next. 
uh, to the next topic, but let's do this. Let's pay some bills. What a segue. I was, hey, Kyle would be jealous. Uh, let's do a quick commercial break. We're going to come back. We have a couple of things we want to talk about, some thoughts, some things in our mind. Uh, nothing too crazy. And uh, we'll get out of here, get out of y'all's hair. But go to progressantees.com slash the chair shot. Buy some shirts. Uh, help us pay for this venture. Help uh, Tali find his long lost childhood friend Mason Ryan. And you <laughs> you buying these shirts will continue. So so essentially buy his, buy a t-shirt so we can send Tolly to Circus LA. <laughs> to Montreal to Las Vegas. Absolutely. <laughs> send me to archery school. <laughs> Even better. Even better. So we can usurp Mason Ryan and become Chief Archer. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Hey it, it it be the people it be your own people sometimes. It'd yeah. be your own people. We'll be right back, y'all. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc what's so special about hero Bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co so Max talked about clowns, and uh, that was a very good segue to a. I don't, I don't mean like I don't mind dissing people. I'm sick of her. I'm not gonna call her a clown. She is, but um, Miss uh, AKA Miss Chelsea Green, aka Miss Foot in Mouth, mm-hmm. uh, brought up a 
interesting discussion today. Would you call it that? Why, maybe. Okay, we're going to go there. Okay, well, look, the floor is yours. I mean, she has been she has been quite uh, open with her criticism of WWE, how she's been handled. Um, the, the the there was the, the report of her putting uh, to uh, to Vince plenty of kind of where she could be involved in storylines um, and all getting shot down. How she was uh, how she was mistreated, kind of really talking out of school. Uh, just to to keep in the public eye, I suppose. Um, but for every time she does something daft, I mean, there was the all issue with calling her podcast a certain name, and then when another podcast said, "Look, we were called that first, she blocked them, and and she was just being incredibly childish and petty. Uh, but then she does things to kind of redeem herself. Uh, the stuff with um, Izzy's parents, she, I thought she kind of like made up for a lot of her. Uh, bad blood when she outed um, the the mum and dad for being abusive to to some of the wrestlers, and then she takes all that goodwill that she builds up and and just talks shit and just makes it worse again. So today she's uh she's dropped the bombshell, uh, and this was actually on a, an episode of her podcast that um a little birdie. Now she mentions no names, uh, which is her prerogative, but that straight away fills me with a little bit of doubt that it's, it may not be true. Uh, but she's, she said, uh, since we're on that topic, a little birdie told me, uh, now this is Juicer and I'm just going to get into it. Uh, when I debuted at Ring Honor this summer, someone at the top of the NXT food chain called them to tell them they shouldn't hire me. So let me just get this straight. When I got fired from WWE, someone at the top of the NXT food chain called the company who was about to hire me to help me provide food for my fucking family and for myself and told them not to hire me. So this is just me being petty and telling the world a little bit of tea, but I can't believe a company would fire somebody then try and block them from getting a job somewhere. Like it makes me sad, really, really sad. But on the flip side, I'm thankful to have all the opportunities come my way since being released from WWE and for Ring of Honor for putting faith into me and not listening to the big old fucking machine. I'm just sad for everybody that's losing their job, but I'm happy I was able to be a part of it. So you know what? Rant over. Uh, that concludes my wrestling talk for the week, and you're welcome to those nosy Nancys who've been wondering what's going on. So she essentially channeled her in a uh, Maria Canellis uh, and and shat on the, the WWE again. And I just I found it... I find it petty because why? Why do it? You got paid from a company for three years for doing nothing. You were injured multiple times uh, and you were paid all the way through that those injuries and yet you still have to be a dick on the way out. I just don't get the, the bridge burning. I really don't. I I, I, don't, I don't understand the, the plausibility of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... I... I just can't. I can't envisage that anyone in WWE would ring Ring of Honor because there's no there's no relationship there, is it? There's there's not that I know of. The um, only person, only thing I could think would be uh, that if Joey Mercury still works there, Joey is still in in good with a lot of people at WWE. But I don't even think he works there anymore. But it's also incredibly crazy. 
so so let, let, let's do this just for the just for the purpose of a good conversation playing devil's advocate let's assume it's true does that does that how does that make you feel does that do you think that bodes does it does it bode does that WWE is probably at its lowest when it terms when it comes to goodwill with the fan base proper mm-hmm. do you think that hurts them do you what do you think the purpose of it was why ring of honor like there's got there's so many questions that brings in my mind if it is true if assuming it's true if we're assuming it's true then i'm I'm struggling to even think of a benefit if if it's true then then it is it it is petty on w it would be petty on wwe or or nxt's part it Mm -hmm. couldn't be anything other than that um, Wait a minute. Hold on, Tali. Hold on, Tali. She ain't got called up to the main roster when she got fired. So why would it be NXT that would say anything about it? I'm sorry. I just just thinking because remember she she got caught up in that fatal four where she was supposed to win and broke a wrist in that match. Yeah. I mean I mean the if there is any kind of um plausibility to this, I I can I can see a, a positive reason why it could have happened. Why the fall call could have happened? Uh, you you mentioned about uh, Joey Joey um, Mercury having links uh, still with WWE. Perhaps it was um, somebody kind of forewarning the company that she does get injury prone, that she uh, she does cause issues with with other wrestlers. She does have a a, a lot of batshit crazy ideas. Maybe it was a case of yeah, if you're hiring her, just just be careful, rein it in, kind of thing. Um, but. We know what the wrestling um, media bubble is. They they want that that kind of um, five seconds of relevancy. Uh, and nobody's talked about Chelsea Green in about three or four days, so she needs to to be back in the in the main picture. And WWE is always an easy target. How many how many stories do you hear about WWE being positive nowadays? It's it's always negativity. So uh, a negative story is going to get. It's going to get stories. It's going to be on cult Holly. It's going to be on what culture. It's going to make the the fightful front page, and with that, Chelsea Green's podcast gets a little bump. So, they, you have to follow the threads to see why this story has come out now. Yeah. Well, we weren't planning to talk about Chelsea Green until five minutes before the show. So, mm-hmm. so it's worked. It's worked. She's done her job. Um, I I feel like. I feel like if it's if it's true, there may there may be a deliberate part of the story missing, in that maybe someone from Ring of Honor called WWE and said, "Look, we've heard some things about Chelsea Green. What what do you know about it? What do you know about it? Is she, is she worth the hassle?" And to Ring of Honor's credit, this is a this is a company that I have given these jokes to for years, but since the pandemic to now, they have done practically everything right in terms of talent relations and from a company standpoint. So they got their shit together finally. And I, I'm, this is all assumptions because we know nothing, but maybe this was a case of them vetting their situation. i give you an example of it in sports proper. I've never said this on there before, but there's a baseball player by the name of Carl Crawford. Carl Crawford is a family friend of ours. Carl Crawford played for the Tampa Bay Rays. And was a great player, and the Boston Red Sox came coming. Y'all know the Red Sox. If you don't know the mm-hmm. if, if you don't know the Rays, you know the Red Sox. 
and they offered him a $184 million contract, but they vetted him like crazy. I mean, to the point where he was uncomfortable with how deep they went to his life. Because Carl is from the hood. You know how things are when you're there, you whatever. And he was very uncomfortable, and he played for a few years, but it didn't work out, and Carl since got into some issues and whatnot. But it goes to show you that these companies are going to vet the hell out of you if they have any questions of your character or your background. So just because she's a pro wrestler and she's visible doesn't mean they don't do their due diligence, you know? Yeah, and especially a company in, in Ring of Honor's shoes who've had issues with uh, with Massive wrestlers issues. recently. And you, you look at, they give the book to Marty Scurll and he turned out to be one of the, the worst humans in, in the wrestling business. Uh, the, the Kelly whole, Klein situation. Yeah, the whole stuff with, with Kelly Klein and, and the, the backlash from how they were treating the likes of Bandido uh, and Flamita trying to undercut them on, on contracts. So, yeah, Ring of Honor definitely needed to make sure everything was whiter than white, that they crossed every T and dotted every R. So, yeah, I, I, can, I can totally understand that phone call coming from Ring of Honor. Yeah, and just one one last little tidbit before we move on. If that was the only company she worked for, that would mean something to me. Mm-hmm. But she's worked for Impact and the NWA the entire time too. She didn't mm-hmm. sign an exclusive contract with Ring of Honor. She signed a deal with them where she had a few she had dates. She has the same amount in Impact. She had a few in NWA, and now she's doing a very big storyline at GCW. So they're not hurting your business if if they did do it. And again, I'm not caping for WWE because they've done some shitty shit recently. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sticking up for them. But like you you said it perfectly, Mags. People hadn't talked about her in a while. And even if this is true, why now? What's the point of you bringing it up now? What's the relevance of it? And what are you trying to get from it? Because nobody was asking you about this. Exactly. Follow so, the money. That's that's always the thing to do. Follow the money. Who gains from this story being out? Well, uh, if we if this move. Speaking of stories, uh, this weekend is AEW Full Gear. It is. I will say very, very proudly and strongly that if Hangman Adam Page doesn't win his fucking championship. I'm flying to Jacksonville and me and Tony Khan fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really hope he doesn't win it. <laughs> I'm, I'm clearly I'm joking. I mean, but look, if Tony can get these hands, no, you, you, you've met the threat now. You you better follow up. <laughs> We're, so this is going to be edited here. We're going to stop for a few seconds so I can cut it. it <laughs> uh, um, but legitimately. You know, there's a few times in wrestling where you can see a star on the precipice of becoming a superstar. And more often than not, the companies don't double down. Mm -hmm. I don't think Adam Page is ruined if he doesn't win this match. But he is gone as a main eventer in that company if he doesn't win this match. That's my opinion. What do y'all think? They've they've missed the perfect moment if it doesn't happen this weekend. Yeah. It's been so perfectly built. I, I remember what before anyone ever spoke about AEW when I, Adam Page used, used to appear in New Japan. I always said that that guy's WWE main eventer. Mm-hmm. He's the one who's gonna gonna make it to you know WrestleMania main event. Um, so he's had he, I mean, he's he's had this momentum for so so long now. But 
it's definitely time to capitalize or you're absolutely right they they would they will have they will have blown it as probably creating their what could be their biggest star and and this is a start from day zero of the company even at the 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 initial press conference he was pinned as the 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 man he was pinned as the the leading light of the company and so this is definitely his NATO moment now. If you don't pull the trigger now, Ooh. you may you may do irreparable damage to to his uh, credibility. It has to happen. You didn't have to say the N word and the good N word, not the bad one. <laughs> oh, look! Do you understand the nightmares I still have about Gato and Naito's push? Like. <laughs> Let it go, let it go. (laughs) He'll never be champion anymore. Well, he'll be tag champ because he's now he's a tag. Never champ. That goes to show you. Yeah, he'll be the never six man champion. This (laughs) the the story of Naito is what like that's that's like Greek Odyssey shit, right? Don't you think? Like the the dude became the biggest star in the company, and they literally gave a damn. survey do you want him the main event and the crowd was like no so then he leaves changes everything about him gets back to the top and loses and it's years later till he finally gets back and he finally wins and kenta shits on him in the middle of the ring and that's not i'm not being colloquial that's like he literally sat on him and shat on him great booking it was great for kenta was it? He lost the next match. Was, and then he sent it to AEW. Was it great it, what, for him? <laughs> in, in terms of, of creating the character Ken does now become, I think it was I think it was massive. I mean, was it, it bigger than him kicking Shibata? That's the worst thing you can do. Yeah, it was David was kicked but, Shibata. But once you've kicked Shibata, you've got to double down on it and trash in the Wrestle Kingdom main event yeah, or, or the Wrestle Kingdom were, celebration. You want him to stab a man in the ring? Like, you can't get worse than kicking the dude with the subdory hematoma. <laughs> My goodness. And and now Kent is the, the US champion, so it's definitely working out for him. <laughs> Clearly. So, I feel like done, he should have done it a year earlier. <laughs> yeah. With, with, with Naito, I feel like that was too long a redemption arc. Yeah. Be, because winning it, winning it is the final chapter. You can't really go... You can't really go go. You can't, you can't do anything with that. You can't go beyond that. You can have a long title reign, but it's never gonna, it's never gonna reach those peak that peak of winning it again. Sure, but the, my only pro- look, I'm 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 a dude that's here for heat, right? I'm here for that. I, I'm a I am a fan of the heels. I pulled for Thanos, like that's the type of sick individual I am. So I'm here for that. The problem for me was. You can't pick and choose when you're going to book Western and book New Japan. Like, you book New Japan for 99% of the time, and then the one time the one guy that the entire fan base has been begging to win wins the big one, mind you, after two nights and two classic great matches where the guy is limping out of the ring, and then you decide to go Vince McMahon on his ass? Come on, bro. Come on. Great. I think it's great booking. Perfectly leads into a, uh, another story. Um, don't give the the face the, the the flowers he deserves. Absolutely destroy him. That's that's. I think that's amazing booking. 
All right. Well, <laughs> so, then, so, so before we even before we even recorded an episode of Badlands, Ray has quit. <laughs> we'll cut to a, a cut to a commercial. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, Ray said some stuff, and we've uh, we've now decided he has to part ways from the podcast, <laughs> and then proceed to shit on me for the next five minutes. <laughs> so I I brought up AEW not for that reason, but I thought it was relevant to talk about. But there was one could argue maybe this. Well, the the second biggest match in the card is probably Miro and Danielson, which is going to be a barn burner. They're gonna Miro, go out there and, and Miro's destroy gonna win. He should probably if Hangman's gonna win, he should. Um, crazy how he wasn't even in the damn tournament, and now he's gonna be the number one uh, contender. It's crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But no, that so the uh, another match was just made, and uh, there was a promo segment that got like over a million views on YouTube, and it it's got a lot of traction. So much traction that I want to shout out shout out to big homie Eddie uh not Eddie Dennis um fuck thank hey, you shout out to Eddie Dennis yeah. yes I'm like, Mason Eddie Ryan Kingston. Chief Archer <laughs> oh no Eddie Kingston Eddie Kingston had a, a article in the Players Tribune today and it's really fucking good but Eddie Kingston is um in the middle of a of a, a feud and it was. Clearly, one of those just to get a pay per view match, but they've made something out of it, and it's with with CM Punk, and uh, all three of us have seen the promo. Tali said he had some thoughts on it that he put on Twitter. I don't remember seeing them. You want to tell the people what you what, what were your thoughts on the promo? So my my my, my override of thoughts on that promo is it's the it's the it's the best promo I've seen. From AEW, and I, there is a condition on that. I don't watch. I don't watch AEW. So the promos I see are the ones people so say. That you one gotta, promo you, that he's you got to check this out. <laughs> one of one. Check it. Excellent. It's also ironically the worst promo he's ever seen. <laughs> well. No, I've I've never. So so far, I've I've not felt compelled to to buy an AEW pay per view. This this is the first one I'm considering purchasing and it's it's off the back of that promo alone i i've literally been talked into the building by by that promo. i i thought i thought it's amazing um what i've i've what i've seen of cm punk since he went back i didn't like his promos they were i think a, a bit overly mawkish if that's the right word just kind of playing up the crowd um they kind of had a sense to me that maybe for, i don't know for the last seven years he's been better than wrestling and now now wrestling deserves him back and AEW deserves him back like he's some sort of messiah but this 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 was the cm punk i remember and the cm punk i loved and uh and uh eddie kingston brought brought it out of him i thought i thought it was, i thought it was phenomenal i, I was i was riveted mm-hmm. and i think what what tipped it over uh and i agree with you i think it's one of the best promos that a aw uh has, has has done so far and i've watched every episode of aw uh, uh dynamite and rampage i think what tipped it over the edge for me was just how unscripted it felt um to the point where you could see that they were actually stalling to to get their mind around what they wanted to say 
Um, it was such a brilliant promo, so much emotion. Um, I mean, Eddie Kingston has been superb since he joined the company in the first place. I mean, his promo work is is arguably the best in the world. He, you can give him a subject, uh, and on the fly he can cut a heartfelt, real promo on it. It's just ridiculous how good he is on the mat. And and as with with Paul, uh, I wasn't really taken with Punk coming back. I was never a huge fan of his in in the first place. I feel like a lot of his promos have been. Um, by the book, uh, I hate WWE, uh, wrestling's better because I'm here, blah, 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 blah. But I think this has brought out uh, a side of punk that that I can get invested in, the kind of I'm going to be a dickhead punk, which I think was probably his best character in, in WWE when he was a douchebag, when he was uh, kind of um, the the antagonist of the company. If we if we see more of that punk, uh, instead of the, the happy clapper, I love you fans, let's ball eat, eat uh, ice cream bars, that punk, I'm not invested in. This punk, I'm certainly invested in. And if yeah. he unblocks me on Twitter, I may follow him. <laughs> <laughs> That'll never happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, he he he's best getting under the skin of people. Mm-hmm. And he said that in, he said that in a couple of the promos that he's had before this one that uh, enjoy this whilst it lasts because I will I will essentially turn on you, uh, which I can't wait for that moment. It, so it, I know that's a cliche, but they, it's said that all wrestlers are at their best when they're themselves turned up to with the mm-hmm. vibe to eleven. Well, CM Punk is. A dick of a human, <laughs> and that, he'll tell you. Yeah. That. He'll t- that's, that's not that's not that that is my opinion, but he'll tell you that himself. Um, what I liked about the promo is something I normally don't like. I normally, in the moment, we all pop for it, right? But I normally don't like when you go meta, you go real world, because then it's not help. It's not helping anybody, right? You're just trying to pop the crowd. But I, I thought it was relevant this time. Because it was a real life story between them two, not only as as people but as characters, that was relevant to today. And so, and and the way, and again, Eddie Eddie Kingston is a he should teach classes on how to cut promos. It's so fucking good. Um, but I appreciated that it's the first time somebody made Punk back down. Mm-hmm. Right, it's the first time verbally Punk didn't have the best barb or the best. You know, he he, yeah. he was fighting for his life out there. Um, and I don't know if that was the plan or Eddie just really would just was that good on the mic, but there were a couple of things said in the promo that was interesting to me that whether it's kayfabe or not, were interesting to me. One of them is Eddie Kingston walked up to that man's face and said, nobody wants you here. They're all smiling your face in the back (laughs) and tell you they like you, but nobody wants you here. And I was like, Hmm. That sounds true. <laughs> <laughs> it's believable. <laughs> and, and look, you know, I, I, I don't know if this is a, a, a British um, anecdote. Around here, one of the anecdotes here is drunk man don't tell no tales. Eddie Kingston ain't, ain't no liar. So I'm just saying. I, I, I wouldn't be fee got Colt Cabana to write part of that promo. <laughs> That's what I was. I, if he would have started bringing up people like that, because he brought up Danielson and Joe and mm-hmm. Homicide and how they all look, and go back and watch Ring of Honor 2002-2003 when they're the they're them James Gibson, Morishima, Nigel are like the kings of the Indies, 
And Eddie Kingston was that fat boy who just like was hanging around. I cannot, you can see it literally play out in real time. Um, the other thing uh, was, and they've touched on this, is that it mimics when Cena and Punk were having their promos going in Money in the Bank, where Cena was the company shill who was doing everything to get the crowd involved and doing the 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 standard regular one two promo and tell me what you think St. Louis and and Punk was like just cutting barbs into him because he had a personal vendetta and that was what Kingston was doing and even to the point where when uh, Eddie said when when Punk said something that cut too deep to Cena he punched him when Eddie said something that cut too deep to Punk he headbutted him and then they proceeded to Tony Khan love this. Do the WWE style pull apart brawl? The classic. No. Now, pull apart brawls have been going on for since the beginning of time, but there's a specific way Vince does it, where you pull, you bring out one group of people, and then the one guy breaks free from him and jumps over to the other guy and fights him, and then they break him up, but the other guy jumps free, and then you call more people out, and then the other guy miraculously breaks free. Yeah, he was watching Raw, basically. <laughs> so. I'm here for the match. Punk's gonna win clearly. Eddie Eddie Kingston don't win matches. That's just it. Just is what it is. Eddie Kingston is like Mick Foley 2021. Um, but that was interesting to me that like they would go there in the promo and that dude ain't been here three three months, dog. Already, nobody wants you here. Yeah, that's big. I I, I like that. Yeah, you're right. It does mirror the um, Cena Punk. Promos. I think it, it just it just, the whole thing mirrors Punk in WWE at the beginning, where you know the, the stories about Undertaker saying he should be wearing a suit, he should be washing his hair, he should be getting in shape, and essentially you know Punk and other people in AEW are saying the same thing to Kingston. Mm-hmm. Not washing his hair, obviously, but he doesn't, <laughs> have, he doesn't have much uh, much hair, but. Um, the the best uh, promos are always those ones that have that little inkling of reality in them, and the fact that uh, Eddie can draw off that that uh, experience of being in 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 that inner circle of uh, of indie wrestling and use it to to create such a great promo. Oh my god, it, it was it was epic. It was like I said, the best promo that I've seen in AEW. And it was it, on Rampage. <laughs> the other bit was so, amazing. So I don't, 40, I don't thousand people watched. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, I mean, you guys have seen more wrestling than me. You, you, I might, might be wrong. But I don't. I think I've seen it outside of The Rock. The way Eddie Kingston controlled the crowd, literally saying, "Give me a minute, don't chant yet." <laughs> the whole uh, was it eight minutes or so. He was he was conducting them. He was yeah. conducting them, and simultaneously, Punk was trying to get them riled up. And yeah. it's, it's a beautiful dichotomy of, no, I got these people. Punk, you think you got these people? Be quiet. I got yeah. you. Just listen to this. That is, it's fantastic, dog. And then the part that the part that got me was he was like, you know, Punk called him out for not showing up to whatever show it was, and he was like, well, you know, I thought I had COVID. I ain't want to be around my best friend who just had a baby, so I called myself doing the right. Like it's just like, <laughs> wow. Okay, so yes, full gear this weekend. I'll be watching. Apparently, Tyler will be watching. Mags will be streaming, and we'll. 
And we'll 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 have a how report. rude. How how do you know I don't pay for my AW um, pay per views? Maybe I'm in streaming via Fight TV online. Yeah, or Bleacher Report in the states. Well, don't dad. Well, no, I I do. That's how I buy the, sh- the shows. But yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> not a fan of either one of those. Actually, give me proper pay per view and I'm good. Um, <laughs> so look, we have reached our. Uh, a final destination here. Um, we've we've gone a little too long. It's time to go. Um, the Lord has told us to bend thy knee and get the fuck off the show. So we're gonna shut it down here. Um, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. Let's do the whole round table here. Tali, tell people where they can find you, sir. I'm just on Twitter. Um at Rain Counter. <laughs> I just be on Twitter, bro. That's just, it. Just Twitter. <laughs> At Rain Counter, follow me. Um, I, I, I promise to be more active than than I have been. Those he he never he never sticks to those promises. I've been saying I'm going to tweet for three years. Yeah, we still still not tweeted. <laughs> Nothing. Go ahead, Maggie. So, for someone who actually will tweet and will get involved in a conversation with you. Follow me. I don't even know why I'm pointing because we're not even recording the video. But you can follow me at Podfather Mags, uh, and I am legitimately a lord. So make sure you say your p's and q's when you speak with me. Bow. <laughs> you always bow thy head and use and bend thy knee. Bend thy um, knee. I'm at it's Ray Cash. It's R E Y S and Mysterio. C A S H as in dollars. And of course, we're at Chair Shot Media. And uh, yeah, follow your boys. We always got something interesting going on. Um, you know, the only thing I seem to tweet about nowadays, as does Tali, is fucking football. So I ain't talking American football. I'm talking the 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 British type that makes you saddled Everton with with the worst look. <laughs> my fault. <laughs> it's my fault. It is, yeah. Because before, before I became before I became a supporter, they were like eighth in the table. Now we're like eleventh. My fault. <laughs> and haven't this... won ever since you've been a fan. Four losses and a draw. Well done. There's a group of really superstitious fans somewhere that really hate you. You're the you're the new Raffinators. <laughs> I don't think there's any flights from Liverpool to Houston. They can't find me. I'm all right. <laughs> I only tweet about Wales because nobody gives a shit about Wales. So, uh, no Cardiff City. So I don't. I don't get. <laughs> I don't get any negative reaction. I don't get any reaction. Tully's Twitter timeline is just essentially the 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 tumbleweed gif over and over and over and over again. <laughs> Fantastic. We appreciate y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you for rocking with us. Oh, oh yeah. Go ahead, Max. Tell them what we actually tell the people. Always. Bow thy head.